Hello, I'm Kieran Lynch. Welcome to OviCast, the Chocolate Sheep Podcast. Each episode will bring you the latest insights, advice and technical updates for the sheep industry. In this episode, we're switching to a health focus. I'm joined by Dr. Orla Keaton from the Animal Bioscience Centre in Chagas Grange, who's going to discuss the whole area of parasite control in lambs in the main part of the grazing season and some of the challenges that we face in the sector. joined today by Dr. Orla Keane, based in Chagos Grange. Orla covers many aspects of research in Chagos, but one key area of interest is the whole control of parasites and ruminants in cattle and sheep. I suppose today, Orla, thanks for joining us firstly. Um, we might focus on parasite control in sheep. Yeah. We're in the middle of the grazing season at the moment, and we might just start off by maybe explaining to our listeners what are the key parasite challenges from this time of the year on. Okay, so at this time of the year, the risk period for coccidia and nematodirus has has passed. So what you're looking at is the main worms of concern are Teledorsagia, which is the brown stomach worm, and Trichostrongulus, the black scour worm. So they are the kind of parasites that you'd be concerned about in um, in mid season. They're all stomach worms. I suppose, like uh, probably an obvious question, but one that's not having experience: Why are we actually treating the lambs? parasite challenge yeah so high numbers of parasites in the gut can cause damage so the first thing that they will do is that they'll reduce the feed intake of the lamb and that will obviously impact its performance down the line also when they get to high numbers they can damage the gut and that will limit the ability of the animal to absorb nutrients and again that will affect the performance of the animal but it is important to remember that these worms do damage at high levels and so we do need kind of the animals to develop their own natural immunity to worms so what you want them to get is a low level of infection that allows them to develop immunity but not so high that it impacts the performance so it's getting the balance right between not having long-term effects and performance suffering and allowing a certain level of exposure during the year anyway absolutely yeah so you 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 want the mature animals to have immunity so they have to uh, be exposed to some worms to build that up so maybe just sticking with the basics in terms of treatment our treatment strategy for these lambs how do we treat four parasites in Ireland so at the moment um the the major strategy is is suppressive treatment with antiparasitic or anthelminthic uh, drugs so there's a lot of different products on the market but they all fall into one of five different classes so there are three classes that everyone would be very familiar with they've been around for a long time these are the white drenches the yellow drenches and the clear drenches and they'd be the commonly used drenches on most sheep farms in Ireland now there are two other products that have recently come out on the market there's an orange drench which is Zolvix or a purple drench which is Startect and both of these products are um, only available on veterinary prescription and that's probably why a lot haven't actually used them or seen them more commonly. They're not in our merchant stores. They're, no, they're not in your merchant stores. Uh, you can only get them from your vet. They tend to be a little bit more expensive as well. So they haven't been as widely used as the other products. So I suppose just moving on from that, one of the issues we've talked about previously, and it's, it's been on the radar for quite a while, it's the whole issue of alternatic resistance to these actual products. We're depending on to treat these worms. Maybe just firstly, could you explain what antelmintic resistance is? Yeah, so antelmintic resistance is the ability of a worm to survive a dose that should have killed it. So when all of these products originally came out of the market, they were very, very effective and they killed all of the worms. 
okay but over time the worms have developed some resistance to the products so what you find is that now some of the worms will survive so we define resistance as when the the dose kills less than 95 percent of the worms i suppose something just important to mention here it, it's not a case of just turn up on the farm one day and all of a sudden your resistance it's not it's not a no no switch it, it builds over time absolutely and i mean there's a whole kind of um there can be a whole range from the drug is fully effective and it kills 100% of the worms down to the drug isn't effective at all and it kills no worms and everywhere in between. So, you know, as I said, we define resistance as when less than 95% of the worms are killed. But at that point, the farmer is still seeing a benefit of using that drug. He's still killing the majority of the worms. The concern is that that will continue to get worse and that, you know, fewer and fewer worms will be killed over time. So when resistance develops, it's important uh, that, that that the further development of that resistance is slowed down. And it's the worm that develops resistance. That's probably something else we don't clear. Yes, out. yes. So there's, I suppose, this this can get confused um, with, with, with the sheep being resistant to the worms. But no, in this case, it is the worm which survives the treatment, um, survives the drug treatment. And every generation, they adapt more and more resistance becomes resistant. Yeah, so, so what happens is it's actually a genetic mutation. So some worms develop a mutation that allows them to become resistant. When you treat, then that is selected for. So all the susceptible worms are killed the resistant worms remain and they contribute then their offspring contribute to the next generation and so resistance can build in that way i think that's something we might come back to later on in the conversation just like how does resistance occur how did this kick off on the farm okay so generally um what happens is you know it's a it's a it's a, it's a mutation but then it is selected for so there are certain types of of um uses of the drug that 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 will that will lead to the the development of resistance so overusing products when they're not needed that's one thing that will contribute um not using a product correctly so underdosing animals will contribute um not calibrating the gun all of those kind of things and not using a product correctly can contribute to the development of resistance so a lot of these are kind of basic issues in farmers essentially overexposure or incorrect exposure of the drugs to absolutely yes okay. yes over reliance on the drugs so like, we just put this in context. Nationally, we've talked about our three groups that we depend on for most of the season, our whites, our yellows, and our ivermectins, our clears. What is the status of them nationally? How well are they working on our farms? Okay, so uh, white trench resistance has been known for a long time, and also um, yellow trench resistance. So the, the levels of white trench resistance are quite high. So it is important to point out now that we're still talking about the stomach worms, um, so for nomadic that's for, a so, so, so yeah, so for nomadic it's a separate issue. The white drenches are still working, but for the stomach worms that you'd be worried about this type time of year, uh, we've known that there's been white and yellow drench resistance for some time, um, and the white drench resistance is quite widespread. Yellow drench resistance le- less so, but in the last few years, what we found is um, also found clear or drench or ivermectin resistance and that was kind of quite a new finding in the last few years and, and and quite a concern given that an awful lot of sheep farmers rely on ivermectin at this time of year it's probably the most commonly used product you know something like your work you looked at a lot of results coming back from desktop yes task a couple of years ago and that was probably one of the warning bells warning bells that we found that maybe on up to 20 percent of farms that the there was an indication that the the clear drenches the ivermectin type drenches were not working which is you know which is a major concern 
I suppose just following from that, like some of your more recent work, I know you've come back doing a more detailed study looking at it's probably a little bit more stark the results come from that that it's confirmed there is actually Yes. Yeah. So so we've gone out, we went out to a number of different sheep farms last year where we tested the efficacy of the white, yellow and the clear drenches. Now, what we found is we found white drench resistance on all of the farms that we tested, but on about 45 percent of the farms we tested, we also found ivermectin resistance. So like in certain cases, are a sizable portion of our flocks out there now have more than one we call it multiple or double drench or sometimes triple, triple drench. drench resistance yes we have identified um, a few flocks where none of the three commonly used products are working so there is resistance to the white yellow and the clear drenches so obviously that's going to pose a serious challenge for them farms down the line maybe if we take a step back from at the moment look the problem is obviously widespread and is quite serious or will be quite serious in certain cases how do we adapt our approach in farms how do we prolong the products or how should we appropriately treat basically okay so again there's a few kind of simple behaviors that can be implemented that will help prolong the life of the antelminthic drugs that we have and so the first one is really to only dose when it's when is needed okay not to overuse the product Um, and so that just makes sure that when you're dosing the animals need to be dosed and make sure that you dose correctly so make sure that the animals are not underdosed so again that the animals are weighed that the dosing equipment is calibrated and um, they're dosed to the weight of the heaviest animal in the group obviously correct procedure when dosing ensuring that correctly dosing the animal a lot of that is basic stuff you mentioned there about only dosing when needed I suppose the obvious signs we always look for here is lambs, dirty, scouring lambs. They're the things we typically associate with worm burden. But to take that to the next step, how do you actually accurately identify Because that might always be the best guess. No, there, there, there can be lots of reasons why lambs are scouring and it may, not, it may not be worms. In a lot of cases, it isn't worms. So I suppose the best way to check whether, whether lambs need dosing is to take a dung sample and to send it in for a faecal egg count. So we would normally say if the, if the stomach worm egg count was around 600 eggs per gram, uh, that would be the point at which the lambs would need to be dosed. And so it's just important that sample is from a representative group, it's not from individual one or two No, lambs so usually from, from, from about 10 lambs in the group that you want to test. So um, take faecal samples from 10, 10 different lambs within the group and they are then pooled and an egg count uh, done on the pooled sample. So and it is again important that they come from the lambs. And that's within a management group? It's within a management group, within a grazing group, yeah. There, there are a number of approved veterinary labs out there now that can test for that. There are. So that, that's one strategy. Um, and the other couple of points are very relevant. They're simple, practical things we can do on farm. I suppose the other concept that comes up, and I've heard it mentioned quite a bit from what we're talking about resistance and prolonging the lifespan of drugs, is the holy refugia. Yeah. But this is where it gets a little bit complicated. So maybe we'll explain, like, when we treat a lamb, we're treating the parasites that's in that lamb. Yes. But there are other worms, or other parasites there in other sheep and on pasture. Absolutely. What is refugia? So refugia is any parasite that isn't exposed to the drug. So um, again, that will be the parasites on pasture. And actually most of the parasites in the farm will be the parasites on the pasture usually rather than in the animal. Okay, so you've got a large number of, pa- of, of parasites on the pasture that aren't exposed to the drug. You've also got um, 
parasites in animals that aren't treated. So these are, you know, in your yos or uh, maybe in heavier lambs that are coming close to getting to being drafted aren't and aren't being dosed. So the parasites, all of those parasites that aren't exposed to the drug, they're the refugia population. And I suppose I can ask the basic one again, but why is that important? So why is that important is because they dilute any resistant worms. So what happens is if you treat the animals with a drug, all of the susceptible worms are killed and only the resistant worms survive. They then get passed out in the dung, out onto pasture, and they contribute their genes to the next generation. So if they go out um, onto a pasture and they're and they're very, very heavily diluted by susceptible worms that haven't been exposed to the drug, um, that limits the amount of resistance in the next generation of worms. Because this came up earlier in the conversation, you mentioned the worms actually breed. So yes. the resistant worms are the ones that survive the drench. Yes. And, and they, they then become a larger yeah, proportion they, of that population. They, yes, they pass those genes for resistance onto their offspring. And so the next generation of worms will be more resistant unless they're diluted out by susceptible worms in refugia. So like in reality, we do need to change a mindset slightly course best practice should always apply but we need to consider managing refugia or how we control our pasture so I'm thinking two key areas that probably were thrown out previously one was dose and move to clean ground yeah which is has production has has performance benefits but it's not very sustainable in terms of um, anthelminthic use because what happens is then any resistant worms go out onto relatively clean pasture and that pasture can get contaminated with resistant worms reasonably quickly. So in terms of uh, slowing the development of anthelminthic resistance, it, it's, not, it, it, it's not best practice. And then the other one that will frequently crop up is the whole area of dose and yields. Yeah, again... So, like, there's been pros and cons to why that was done, but I suppose our current mindset on it at the moment. So, I mean, as I as I mentioned, most sheep develop immunity to worms relatively quickly. So usually within about um, when they're by the time they're about a year old or so, they've developed reasonable immunity to uh, to worms. So in general, mature yos do not need to be dosed. Uh, the one kind of exception you might have is if you're breeding yo lambs. Um, at lambing, they, they may need a dose because they will be under a so little bit more pressure. That's the one-year-old yo. She's lactating and she's also grown, so that immunity yes. is challenged. So that, so yeah, that's quite a that's quite a challenge for her. She's under a little bit more pressure, so she may need a dose. But in general, mature yos should have good immunity and should not need to be dosed. With very few exceptions, maybe it's yeah, yeah. By and large, that practice needs to stop because that is yeah. Well, they're they're a great source of of refugia. So I suppose, uh, just maybe go back on one aspect of it. How could we test for resistance? How do we know what product is working? How do you check it's part of Okay. So, you know, as I mentioned there, in general, when these drugs are effective, they should kill all of the worms. So really to test if a product is working, what you need to do is you need to take a dung sample and um, send it for analysis to determine the number of worm eggs in the dung, the faecal egg count. Uh, and you need to do that before you dose. You then need to take a second sample after you've dosed. Now, ideally, what you should see is that there should be no eggs in the second sample after dosing. If that dose works, it should have killed all of the worms and there should be no eggs in that second sample. When you take the sample, the second sample will depend on the drug that you've used. So it's one week later for a yellow product or two weeks later for a white or a clear product. Okay, so that's, it's two weeks post-dose. Take the sample at dosing. 
you get the initial warm count count and either seven and days for yellow or 14 for white and yeah pale. yeah and, and what you would expect to see with the second sample is that there are no eggs that all of the um all of the worms have been killed or that the reduction in the egg count is greater than 95 percent so checking is certainly important we know where you stand Uh, absolutely i mean you know you need to know that the project that you're using is working and that it is it is killing the worms and our approach after that like we mentioned earlier there are farms with double resistance with triple resistance in essence that is nearly a case by case basis because it's not always the same absolutely so I think it's very important for them to know what is working or what isn't working and um, again to know the extent of the resistance is it killing any worms um, is it killing only very few worms and then I think again, again you know really need to have a chat with their advisor or their vet about designing a worm control plan that is tailored to their farm given the unique situation that they're in because ultimately it will impact on performance when it gets to a certain level and if you don't address it absolutely time, yeah it'll only get worse yes yeah yeah resistance will further develop I suppose the other concept of this is if you don't have a problem it's like a lot of things you don't want to buy one in the no. only way buy security I'm thinking that this time of year rams are coming on farms bringing yeah. hoggets in certain cases store lambs you can bring in resistance absolutely and I suppose this is something to be very aware of now as we just mentioned in the last few years we're starting to see ivermectin resistance so in the past you know people maybe dosed um, if, if they had a biosecurity protocol they maybe dosed animals they bought in with ivermectin however you know, we now know that ivermectin resistance is out there. So really, for bought-in animals, you need to be treating with them with one of the two new products, the Zolvix or the Startect. They are very new products. There has been no resistance reported to those products in Ireland. So they are, pro- they are the best guarantee that you will have of making sure that you kill all of the worms and that you don't buy in resistant worms onto your farm. And then when you do land in, turn them out to dirty pasture. Turn them out to dirty pasture so that they pick up your, the worms from your farm. Okay. Oh, no, look, I think we've covered a lot of aspects and we could probably discuss this for another hour in more detail. But maybe if you could just summarise a couple of key points that we need to consider. Okay, so in terms of a sustainable worm control strategy, there's a few kind of things to bear in mind. So the first one is when you're dosing, know what product you're using. So know what group it belongs to. As I mentioned, most of the products that we're buying belong to the white, yellow or um, clear group. So know what product you're using. Uh, Check the dosing equipment, so make sure when you dose, you dose correctly, um, that you're you're using good technique, the equipment is calibrated, you're dosing to the weight of the heaviest animals. Um, check the efficacy, so occasionally, maybe once per year or so, check for the products that you're using, check that they're working. So do a faecal egg count after um, you've dosed to check that the, that the product has worked. Um, avoid dosing animals and moving to clean pasture because this selects for anthelminthic resistance and I suppose um, don't blanket dose, dose yos. Okay. Orla, thank you very much. Thanks, Kieran. A lot of good basic points I think in that. And look, we might catch up again with you later on. Thanks, Great. Orla. Thank you, Kieran. We're going to finish up at this point. I would like to thank Orla for taking the time out to join us and offer our insights in this area. It's clearly an ever-evolving topic and as an industry we face a challenge of dealing with resistance. I think Orla provided some excellent advice on how we can start to address this issue and improve management practice at farm level. There is more information available on this topic on the sheep section of the Chuggles website. Again, for all further updates, keep an eye on our Twitter page at Chuggles Sheep. I'm Kieran Lynch. Thanks for joining us in this episode of Ovicast. 
don't forget to subscribe and join us on the next episode.